Love joy, actually. <laughs> Are you ready? Three, two, one. This is the second to last time we're ever going to do that, do you realise? Are you a little bit sad? I am a little bit sad. I'm a little bit sad. Oh, it's a bit, a little sad. bit sad. Well, we might do it again. You were, you were holding up your drink and I'm more, in- I'm more interested in what Helen is drinking than I am in the logistics of... Yeah, I mean, so I'm on the classic, the classic Pinot, 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 I oh, do. It's wow. Tequila oh, Mockingbird. Tequila Mockingbird. Um, and this is vaguely relevant to the episode because Charlotte sings. Uh, she does. Mama's oh. going to buy you a mockingbird. Um, but it has in it. It's oh, it just sounds so good. It's got tequila, oh, creme de menthe, lime juice, and uh, cane sugar syrup, and it just Lovely. sounds like the most. And it's southern, so it goes along with our sort of, or my obsession anyway, with, with the South in the US and all oh, that. Can I just say, it's amazing because I literally, I looked at it and looked at the um, ingredients and thought, oh, minty tequila. And then you scroll down the page and it says, review, minty tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I think minty tequila should be your drag name. <laughs> it should be someone's drag name if it's not already. Ooh, minty tequila. Minty tequila. tequila. It's got anyway, a certain ring to it, hasn't it? It does. It does sound like a drag name. Or they'll have a random initial in the middle. Minty Tequila. Minty Tequila. Oh, my God, that could actually be someone's name. Like, I'm going to type it in the chat. Like, Minty... Like, Christine Keeler. There you go. That is... I, I, Perfect. I, I bet there's someone called Minty Tequila. The third. Yeah. <laughs> so, so welcome. Welcome. Let's say what we're doing here. So, welcome to Lovejoy, actually. It's a recap podcast about Lovejoy. Um, and I'm Helen. I'm Em. And I'm Paul. Hiya. And this week we're talking, we're, we're getting so close. So this is the penultimate oh, episode. Oh, we're getting so close to the end of our journey that we feel like quite it. emotional. So like today it. we're talking about series six, episode nine, which is holding the baby. Mm, so, um, it is. so it's called holding the baby and it's a very literal title for this episode. But UK TV play don't want to mention this fact. No, heaven forbid. <laughs> no. Keep a bit so, of mystery. UK TV play say... Drama series with that with that scoundrel of the antiques world. I thought it's got a bit th- northern. That's a very northern thing. That did scoundrel. You ever, that scoundrel. Oh, that's, oh that's, that's, that's that scoundrel. Did your grandma? Did either because I know you've both got sort of northern roots. Because my grandma used to use the word that to indicate kind of infamy. So she'd say like, "Oh, that Madonna can't sing. Yes, that exactly. Madonna, what, as opposed to this Madonna or that the other Madonna. She would just the, say the oh, Virgin oh, yeah. Mary Madonna. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly what I thought when I read it. I thought someone Northern's written that. That scoundrel. That their scoundrel. That so, scoundrel. Um, the scoundrel of the antiques world. So, the actual story this week. Lovejoy buys a cheap 19th century dresser and discovers that it could be worth up to £20,000. 
So that is is plot A. It doesn't mention at all plot B, which involves a baby. And also, very oddly, on the thing on UKGV Play, they wrote £20,000, like the word pounds. Maybe they they didn't have a keyboard with a pound. Their keyboard was broken. (laughs) I think their keyboard was broken. So I'm going to say right off the bat that I thought this episode was incredibly dull compared to some of the ones we've had. It was... The sort of, oh, look, there's a cabinet. It's worth a lot of money. Let's try and keep it and make the money. Oh, we haven't had a tax man for a while. We'll bring a tax mm. man in. And Lovejoy sort of loses out, but but manages to at least break even. So everyone's all right. It was so dull. Uh, maybe I missed it, something. It, it I just was, thought it was so dull. It, had it a, was a brief extremely... moment of peril, I suppose. It wasn't even that perilous, though. It, it wasn't... Okay, so the... the so I wrote, I know we're going to come to this much later because we're going to go through it chronologically, but I find it highly implausible that a woman who didn't seem to mind being almost blown up in a cave... Oh, yes, we'll, de- we'll definitely come to this, actually. Uh, amongst yeah. other things, almost blown up in a cave, almost drowned while being eaten I by alligators, nonetheless got shut for, the implication is only a couple of hours, in a shop, burst into floods of... Oh, I think I know why. I have a theory. I wonder if our theory is the same theory. I mean, it's not really a theory. Let's find out when we get there. Let's find out when we get there. Which is why I think that happened. Um, But also, um, I I did quite... I did enjoy it, but it was very, like, classic Lovejoy. Very, like, typical. No surprises. All the classic tropes of Lovejoy were there, weren't they? It was very kind of... So I can see how that could be kind of boring. And particularly as we're getting to the end, it definitely wasn't the kind of... Maybe it was just like... We've been spoiled. We've been spoiled with peril. This series, I think. Yeah, this one was. Um, so it was written by Paul Alexander. Have we had him before? Probably. Um, we have had Paul Alexander but it was, before, um, but I couldn't tell you what he'd done. What's his name? Baz, who directed it, and I think the direction yeah. lifted it from what was no, quite a pedestrian was... plot. <laughs> Very well directed. Well, there, it just wasn't. There wasn't really a twist. I mean, you you know, you got somebody who kind of. Uh, when they nicked the cabinet, that did amuse me because did you either of you used to watch Phoenix Nights? I th- I'm sure uh, I've mentioned this before. Yeah, there's a bit there's a bit in Phoenix Nights where he comes in and he goes, "Where's that bloody telly gone?" And this, oh, the guys took it away. What blokes? Well, they were wearing overalls. Oh, well, if they were wearing overalls, <laughs> and they just come in and nick the telly, that's what happens here. Yeah. Two blokes turn up. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're the workmen. Oh. Do you you just take it right away? That's take this fine. priceless cabinet. I can see yeah. I can see that happening at work so easily. Like if someone comes in with a high vis, the amount of times I've gone, um, who are those guys? Oh, and got someone said, oh, well. I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, did you not want to sort of check who they are because we work in a massive building in central London exactly. and they appear yeah. to be like he's fiddling about with stuff? <laughs> oh no, he's got a high vis on. He's all right. Anyway, so it begins with Lovejoy bothering Kate about where Charlotte is and then bearing in mind that the episode is called Holding the Baby Charlotte then appears holding a baby holding a baby I was like oh this is quite literal isn't it <laughs> I yes like, I, I was thinking the baby was going to be some sort of weird antique but no it's an it's not a metaphor snotty, oh not like one of those really creepy dolls it yeah. could have been one of those really creepy dolls with like a scary face that sorry that sentence started out well and then I lost interest <laughs> But yeah, she does have she does have a baby. Her friend Sarah, who's a model, mm, has she has gone off to Belize for a few days, and Charlotte is the godmother to baby Harry. 
So yeah, she's looking after him. I quite liked Harry. I thought he was a fine actor. Was he Harry. was, wasn't he? He he and did everything on demand. I I kept wondering if they'd sort of because there were points in the plot where it was quite important that he was crying, and I was like, I hope they haven't sort of pinched him. But then he wouldn't remember would he as a baby, so it doesn't really matter. I'm to be speculated on it on its sort of oh interesting fact that he was named after Harry McShane. Aww. Oh, that's which I thought so was quite cute. sweet. That's very sweet. Oh, so you, know, you never know. And and the mug, the mug did appear in this. The in mug great, did appear. Uh, the mug, the did mug appear. was regular appearances. The mug. Um, and the pram. I mean, it's such a no. I just. Oh my god, maybe, the pram. We'll come to the pram. It oh, made me so can... happy for like modern prams. I was like that monstrosity that you had to like get around anyway so yeah she's yeah. she's got baby harry it all looks a, a bit mary poppins doesn't it it was a little bit that kind of you know nanny nannies in the it was surely older than the 90s this pram no and these and these uh, prams are like yeah, so impractical because you can only you can only use them for like a few months and then you yeah. need to get like a push yeah. chair so yeah. modern prams you see do it do it all yeah they they, they you know uh, the, the pram the was very much to me Although I say this later on, so I'm going to come back to it. I know I am. The pram to me was a completely clear, like glowing neon sign of the patriarchy because I was like, this was when there weren't, <laughs> there weren't women in design jobs. So men designed the pram. Yeah, they just did the bare minimum. Can you lay it? Can you lay a baby in it? Can it go up and down a step? Does it can it, barely even it, go up yeah. and down a step. Anyway, does I'm quite move, yeah. angry about those prams. Um, that's actually yeah, that's a really interesting point very very it, pertinent yeah yeah the, the pram won't like helen just said nowadays your pram can sort of switch itself up into a car seat or you know it can do it can be everything which it's is like transformers in pram form yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pram formers but they do co- <laughs> they do cost about the same as a small car so yeah, yeah. exactly Brown um, formers, robots in disguise, pushchairs in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was a bit like, oh, I know what this episode's going to be like. From the beginning, I was like, this is going to be one of those. Oh, women can have it all, but actually, they can't. They can't because I mean, it's too oh, that hard. That always yeah, really yeah, annoys yeah. me when the. I think it would have annoyed me either way though, because if if it had been like, oh, and look, she can have it all, I'd have been annoyed because they'd have made it look too easy. Mm. But then when she couldn't have it all, I was like, and this is everything that's wrong with the world. If she'd only had a proper pushchair. Can I just say, it it annoyed me so much. So, like, obviously, as we go through, basically, you know, Charlotte's trying to look after the baby and still carry on doing her job. And it's just completely ridiculous because no one's saying that, like, being a working mother means you work and be a mother at the same (laughs) time. At the same time. (laughs) It's completely ridiculous. So um, that was what was annoying me about it. It was like implying that like, oh, how could she possibly look after a baby and have a job? Because you don't do both of those things at the yeah, same time. Yeah, if you've time. got a job, you can pay somebody to look you after the baby. You pay someone to look after the say, baby. That's it how did it feel, even for the 90s, it, it felt a little bit out, outdated mm. and simplistic. I don't know. I, I just found the whole thing quite annoying. I think, I think I wonder if the main point was they were trying to show Lovejoy again with his warm daddy side. Yeah, which was very hot. Let's not. Yeah, which was, but it yeah, the actual storyline, baby storyline, was completely ridiculous. Um, but then Lovejoy and Charlotte have a basically the reason Lovejoy has gone to see Charlotte is because they he wants to buy some chair that's coming up in an auction. But then he's very quickly off to to an old house where house an goes. elderly person has died. Oh, we're back in our comfort zone, everybody. Do you get the feeling Paul Alexander was like 
maybe asked to write this in a hurry because one of the writers just hadn't delivered the goods and he just went, quick, shit, what are all the Lovejoy tropes? Okay, right, we need we to need have... A, we, we need, some, need sort of some sort of, like, social comment because it's the 90s now and we have social comment in our episode. So, oh, we'll have a... We'll have, Charlotte can have a baby when their relationship is blossoming. Our baby, that's, you know, two birds, one stone. Oh, old person, dead, house... Something that looks uh, like something owes, it isn't. Owes a specific amount of money, which just happens to be the specific amount of money that the exactly. <laughs> oh, we haven't had a, we haven't had a tax man for a while. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was all the love joy, as you say, the tropes. Oh, there was a lot of like tropage. another antique dealer being a bit thick and getting done over. Norman. Yeah, yeah. 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 And a bit of a bit of a scam going on. Yeah. Mild peril, some mild peril, and they all live happily ever after. Oh, and we see London. So... We see a lovely bit of London. So we do go to London. They always like to go to London, don't they? I actually, I mean, I, I think apart from the baby stuff, which did really piss me off, and the rest of it was actually all right. But yeah, so, so Lovejoy goes to basically Darren Chambers, who's like a total spiv. He's like so 90s. Yeah. He is very on his, 90s. On his like brick mobile, buy, sell, buy, sell. Um, his aunt has died and he doesn't, he doesn't give yeah. a shit about his aunt, but he wants to Oh, that was get... awful when he was like, oh, oh, her. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Aunt whatever. Edith or whatever. So she's, and he's, he's, Clearing out her house, trying to trying to make a few bob from her stuff, and um, basically there's another antique. So Tink is there as well, and there's another antiques dealer, Norman Ebersley. Oh, I like Norman. He was very. Believing. I quite like Norman. Norman. I like Norman's voice. I do. I thought Norman was someone voice. famous, and when I looked him up, he had not been in anything. Yes, other than me this too. Time. Bearing in mind there are a lot of faces in this, I was like. <gasps> Including did you some spot, people who were in it did, for like two seconds. Did you spot the famous face that I'm going to get excited? Well, I don't I, think so, but maybe. I, so Darren Chambers was someone. Yeah, and I didn't look him up weirdly because I got oh, distracted I did. by we're somebody gonna, else. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. It's fine. Okay. We'll get to it. So yeah, so Dar- yeah, Darren Chambers. And then also um, Thingy Jeffries. He was someone. Yes, I'll tell. I know exactly who he is. I'll tell you. All I about just it couldn't. I know I will know it, but I just couldn't. There, there's think. one thing that he was in, Helen. <laughs> well, Polly knows the main thing that he was in. I know. I she do does. know the main thing that he was in. But he was in something else. That we'll come to it. We'll come to okay. it. Come on, let's go, Mr. Darren Chambers. <laughs> Can we say who Darren Chambers is then? Go on. I don't oh, know. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, let me just double check because I did look up nearly everybody who was in it. So let me just double check it in the Dan Chambers was definitely someone. I looked up. <laughs> He'll be pleased to know that you've got. You know, he's definitely someone. I think he's done some of this acting. He's been <laughs> so in some of the Mark things, Powley. pretending to be. Oh, Sorry, I did Darren look him Chambers up. He was Powley. one. That, he was another one that I looked up at, and he looked really familiar. But I, he wasn't in anything that made him stand the out. The bill. Just, the bill. Yeah, but they're all, he, in, they're the all in the bill. No, but that's why he was in eighty-eight episodes of the bill. Oh, sorry. I just, can I, oh, he was in that. Oh, so he was actually properly in the bill. Yeah, he was not properly just like in, in the bill. The, he was in a different this, shoplifter every week. Oh, I think I, he's been in Hollyoaks. I think I remember him from that as well. Because this oh, lad was in the bill as well. The, doc, the one that I doctors Richards. doctors Holby City Hollyoaks Coronation Street all the classics. So yeah, I, but I think one of the reasons the he seemed so familiar is because he really was playing. That nineties yuppie, you know, hard. He was doing it really, really well. It was a very familiar character. Mm. So uh, Norman, bless him, Norman is there, and basically the implication is that Norman's a bit thick and doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, and he's obviously loved to his competition, but he's not much competition. 
And so Lovejoy, I think Lovejoy basically tries to fleece him. He sets him up. Sets him up, yeah. him up completely. Says to Darren, oh, I'll give you 700 quid for the contents of this room and it's all shit. Yeah. And he he was like, oh my God, he's onto something. Yeah. He's immediately been like, yeah, 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 I'll give you this. And he sort of double bluffs almost, doesn't he? Like, oh, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to give him not really, offer not really that much for quite a lot of furniture so that he will think that I'm offering him not much because it's actually worth loads, but it actually yeah. isn't worth a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically he ends up fleecing Norman. So Norman gives him like 775 quid for this contest in this room. And this is where they see the dresser, the dresser that we heard of in the synopsis. Yeah, it's like a little sort of squat cabinet thing in the kitchen. It's been painted like a minty green. What did we say earlier? Minty tequila. Minty tequila. Minty tequila. You see, it's relevant. It's relevant. It's come back in. Absolutely relevant. Yeah, and it looks yeah, like a yeah. piece of shit, doesn't it? I thought it looked kind of nice, a bit shabby chic. It looked like it, it is. It is very shabby chic. What? What's that paint called? That chalk paint? Green. It like that. It's called green. <laughs> green. No, green that's that fancy, yeah, expensive Annie chalk Sloan paint. Chalk paint. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, he offers, him, he offers him sixty-five quid for it, but I did look up William Davidson because I thought, yeah, I am actually going to look up this guy, and he is really interesting. Oh, the cabinet maker, the cabinet maker, and I probably don't need to tell you about it because basically, I looked it up and verified that everything that he told Beth was correct about the Cato Street conspiracy. Oh, I'd missed all that. All I've written is how did you miss he that? takes That's it back and he says it's a perfect Regency side cabinet. I. I wonder if so, because Paul, did you watch it on DVD or did you watch it on UK TV Play? Uh, I watched it on DVD. <gasps> I wonder because so we'll come to so they so the part of the reason this cabinet's had a lot of money is it's by this cabinet maker William Davidson. And as we go through the episode, we kind of well, I don't think we on the UK TV version, UK TV Play version, get told this. It's kind of implied that he's from the Caribbean and that he. You know, but that, that that is not actually explained, and I was a bit yeah, confused. Yeah, it's very sort of. It's just like an undercurrent. Like Duke mentions it when they're in London. He's kind of saying, "Oh, look, there's one in the Jamaican High Commission. There's one here." There's we should have done there. this all the way through the series, shouldn't Compared we? Compared, one of us watches it on one thing, and one of us watches it in the other. So he was hanged for treason because he was part of the Cato Street conspiracy. I didn't know. Uh, what the Cato Street conspiracy was. So I spoke to my friend, Wikipedia, and she told me that it was an attempt to kill all of the British cabinet, which included the Prime Minister, in 1820. Not, not an actual cabinet like this cabinet, the political cabinet, the government, just to be clear. And it was called Cato Street because that was the meeting place of the conspirators. William Davison was one of them. I've put a link to a bit more information in the show notes. Also, Polly's about to tell you something really gruesome. So if you're a bit squeamish, put your fingers in your ears. He was one of the blokes that tried to kill Lord Liverpool and he died at only 39. He was publicly hanged and decapitated, which Whoa. just seems a bit... It just seems okay. a bit... You know, talk about kicking someone when he's down. Like, we've hanged him. He's definitely dead. What should we do now? Let's chop so his head in, So was that in Jamaica? No, this was in the UK, but oh. he is he is originally... Or his mother, I think, was Jamaican. He is half... He's, I think, described in this as half-caste. Oh, believe, wow, we don't use that word anymore, uh, do we? Which is not a word that you would use anymore, I think. And maybe that's why it wasn't maybe on that's UK where TV it's cut play. Out. Oh, yeah. Actually. Um, I'm going to... So he's mixed heritage, basically. So he's mixed heritage, mixed race, but they describe him of as half-cast. Oh, do you know, that that could be why it wasn't on, it wasn't, that bit wasn't included. So, because we didn't have that explained to us in the version that Oh my M. God, I and watched. he's explaining it to Beth. 
I've yeah, just realised. A black woman. Yeah. 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 It, this is why it's so interesting, and this is why I'm kind of sad that it was cut out, because it was such a key part of just the whole interaction. Yeah. He's explaining it to, explaining it to Beth. And if you if you Google him, you actually see not a photo, because obviously there weren't, there weren't photos, and you can see a line drawing of it. Well, there almost were, but not quite by that point. And, um, yeah, well, I remember learning about the uh, the Cato Street conspiracy. That's really interesting because like, all I could glean cause with that bit cut out was like he must have had some connection to the Caribbean and that was about it. And that was it. Cause, mm. Yeah. He was the illegitimate son of the Attorney General of Jamaica and, quote, a local black woman. I have so many issues again with the fact, oh, we didn't bother. We didn't bother with her name. No one knows what her name was. She was just a local black woman. So great, yeah. you've got somebody who was poor, non-white and female. Why would you bother? Why would you bother with their name? Anyway, yeah. that's who he was. Interesting chap. Made nice cabinets. That's really interesting. So, and that's part of the, yeah, so that's part of the reason why this dresser has a lot of money. So they basically sort of trick, well, they don't trick down because he doesn't have a clue, but they sort of just kind of offer the money quickly to go, oh, we'll take He's that on the phone. Quid, he go, He's not. Yeah, it's they like, basically say, look over there, shiny things, and then they go and take the cabinet. That's <laughs> yeah, what they do. That's pretty much And they what say they it's do. worth at least 15 grand. And then Norman ends up with a plant, as far as I can figure out. Or <laughs> old Norman. Aww. Then there's just a random woman who's cross about the cabinet called Andrea. I don't really understand what that bit was. Maybe if we'd watched it on DVD, it would have made a lot more sense. No, it didn't really. She comes in. It's never really that clear who she is. She comes in and was like, oh, you didn't let them buy the cabinet, did you? And he was like, what cabinet? I don't know. What? What? I was too busy on the phone. And I don't know. Like, is it his wife, a business associate, his sister? Like, we don't know who she is. She's like this woman. And so basically she does know that the dresser is worth a lot of money. But then why leave him to... If she knew that, she why knew shouldn't that, she... Why did she... Yeah. She obviously didn't say to him, do not sell... Or she could have, like, even put a sticker on it or done something to say, like, this is not... Anyway, yeah, so she... this is not for sale or whatever. Yeah, so but she's very annoyed that he sold it to Lovejoy. The important thing here is that she has somebody working for her, this Oliver Jeffries guy. The important thing is that she instructs... Oliver Jeffries to go and sort out this whole mess and sort out her cabinet. And who was Oliver Jeffries, Polly? I know you want to say really badly. <laughs> oh, but you, you sussed it as well, did you? It took me a while. He looked different, even though it was the same. It's, Helen, did you guess who he was? Can I you know who he I, was. I know I've seen him in something, but I just couldn't, yeah. <laughs> It is, and I was so excited. I'm He's so the best. Excited. He's the Honestly. best character. <laughs> Would you like to have something dredged up from your brain now? He was also in EastEnders. He played Tony in EastEnders. Yes. So he's in that's EastEnders. Who I was, I, that's what I was thinking. He did. Helen, well, yeah. the, the thing that you might be remembering him from, which put this huge like rush of nostalgia and recognition through through me when I realised he was in Mike and Angelo he was like the the funny be- not funny he was like the sort of dodgy he was like the slightly stupid best mate of one of them in Mike and Angelo do, do you guys remember Mike and Angelo is this just me I, I do, do not know what that is it. and it was on it, it was on the bell but CITV, I don't recall what but it actually is. it's ended up being ITV's second longest running sitcom because it ran for like 20 years or something Mike and Angelo it rings a bell the main thing I, I remember about remember it was that it was it set in Cricklewood and it's one of the reasons why I thought Cricklewood like Tooting like Surbiton was made up Cricklewood what something I mean, else just something else was set word, in Cricklewood yeah 
but it is. But some, so there was something else. Oh, I know oh, what probably. it was. Wasn't Good night, sweetheart. Saying yes. Yeah. So yeah, but Cricklewood is a real place, and um, Oliver Jeffries is now going to go and sort out this cabinet mess. Yeah. So she basically wants. Oliver to get the cabinet back for her. Oliver Jeffries calls up Lovejoy and, you know, says he's interested in buying the cabinet. And then we see we see the return of the tax 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 person, I should say, because obviously we have had tax, tax person. We've had tax, tax people person. of both sexes and genders. Oh, maybe, both sexes whatever. and all genders, the tax people. He doesn't invite this one out no. for dinner, does he? He doesn't flirt with this one. He doesn't flirt with Brian Newton, customs and excise officer. So Norman, who we find out is called Norman Eversley... Get, calls up the calls up Brian Newton, the customs excise guy, and it, oh, it's brilliant this bit, isn't it? We find out a little can, bit more about Norman. Can He's I just say b- before this, because Polly had primed me to look for weird cameos, go back and watch this tomorrow whenever you've got a chance. I have written down: Is mm. that man screwing the nameplate onto the door? Joe Wilkinson? It can't be. <laughs> Go back and watch <laughs> it or I'll get a screenshot. No, because Joe Wilkinson like, was about... Joe Wilkinson would have been our age. Joe Wilkinson... <laughs> so unless he decided about to, like... Eight, wouldn't he then or something like that? Isn't he younger than us? <laughs> but maybe it's his he does look. It, he looked he exactly did look like, like him. Let me just... If I, so I'm, I'm not quite sure who Joel... Oh, yes. I thought he looked like Joe Wilkinson as well. And I had <laughs> I had the exact same thought because Polly had said about random cameos. It must and be I thought, him. Obviously, that's not him because he's like the same age as us. So <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so the man... the man. But he does look like... So the guy screwing the nameplate onto Brian Newton's door looks like Joe Wilkinson. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Eversley... So we find out that Norman is behind in his taxes and they spin some yarn about his fiancée's pregnant and she's a cabaret artist he's about to say oh, fan dancer and oh, then he yeah. doesn't and i was like yeah that's so strange surely fan dancer <laughs> is an okay thing to say maybe he was going to say something else that begins with fan that i oh, just don't know very about. weird isn't it <laughs> i don't know but he's bless him he's like oh why'd you always come after people like me and i thought yeah. you do go after people like lovejoy as well <laughs> literally about a third of the entire <laughs> Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like the Lovejoy universe is based on tax yeah, people because chasing Norman's him around the country. The cabinet now that Beth's kind of started cleaning it, so that's why he's dobbing Lovejoy into the taxman. Somehow. Although you know, you know what was very funny though when he says Lovejoy, and he goes and rootles around in the cabinet and picks out this. It was it was quite a sort of slapstick. Mm. He picks out this massive file. Like, oof. Yeah, so Norman <laughs> says, "Oh, I've got some information for you about Lovejoy." And um, so it's quite Brian Newton's ears prick up. I quite like what Tink said to Norman when Norman had spotted this cabinet. Tink, and Norman says something like, oh, I should have had it. Like, I should have got it first. It's not fair. And Tink says, if only the moon was made of green cheese, then rockets would be shaped like fondue forks. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line, isn't it? Oh, that is a really nice a turn of line, phrase. But yeah, isn't it, Norman's that is quite seriously good. not happy, so he drops Lovejoy in it. Although, I mean, I don't... What did Lovejoy... Do also if they've got a file that big, they yeah. must know where he is. It's not like I know, he's moved it, it's in, in the like past hiding ten years. Out, is he like it's very bizarre. But anyway, no, exactly hiding <laughs> yeah, in plain so sight. The tax man is on to him. So then I've written two hot young men come to pick up the cabinet. They do, but again, they but did. It's all right because they look like work again so because we were so um, primed to look out for cameos. I was like, oh yeah, that guy looks a bit like Jason Biggs, <laughs> you know, off of American <laughs> yeah, Pie. He did. <laughs> Again, I know. Know. ten years might too have early. been randomly in Lovejoy. I know. So he started his career. Not. 
well, you've got to work your way up, <laughs> so haven't you? Yeah, yeah, like this is the exact bit where because these two guys turn up saying they're furniture restorers and they've got vaguely workman mm. clothes on, Beth just lets them take the cabinet away and basically nick it. Oh, poor Beth. And then and then Lovejoy's like, where are they going with that cabinet? And Beth says, oh, they're the restorers. They're going to... And he's like, no! And he starts to sort of give chase. And then the tax man turns up, Newton. And she's like, oh, sorry, I made you an appointment with him, but I forgot to tell you. And I was like, oh, Beth, oh, you're not having a good day, are you? Oh, she's not having a good day, though. She is having the ultimate bad day at work, though, isn't she? She really is. But, um, yeah, so then Newton comes to see Lovejoy. And so Lovejoy doesn't manage to give chase to the furniture guys and then they have a nice chat about VAT and sort of nice which at this time if you remember VAT. was 17 and a half percent it reminded me I was like oh yes remember when it was 17 and a half percent much more difficult to work it out so it's quite that's the good thing about it being 20 it's when you get that invoice from the builder or whatever you're like oh I can at least work it out um so and he explains so Lovejoy basically has all these different companies and they pay each other money and that's how he avoids tax so lovejoy acquisitions sells stuff to lovejoy retailing and then lovejoy valuations values it and they all kind Makes of sense. pay each other to avoid vat because obviously they just pay each other so it cancels they pay each other the vat so it cancels <laughs> you, you play the system like like uh, and lovejoy goes a violin and he goes like a fiddle <laughs> <laughs> Make it. <laughs> uh, it's brilliant, isn't it? I like so, when yeah. he goes, your brief fleeting periods of VAT registration. It's just all very, it's very sort of verbose. It's very nice. It is. It is got a good turn of phrase. So this, I mean, I don't know much about tax. I'm doing this, but because basically the taxman says, right, you know, I, I know you've been up to all this stuff. Here's all the records. If I can prove it or something. Mm. You'll owe, you'll owe me about £15,000. I'm like, what do you mean if? I mean, you've literally just told him that he owes you this money. What what more do you need? And it's not... Because what would be quite interesting is if there was some bit of information or some bit of paper that he needed. And, that and then he had to get plot that then, How will he get this bit of paper or bit of information? But it, He's got it. it it's, he seems to have it. So it's a bit confusing. Like, what more does he need to actually, you know, get Lovejoy? So it's not very clear. What the real Unless it was clear on the DVD, but I can't imagine they went into tax No, it law. wasn't. And but then I could well have missed it, but I don't think it was. And then in the middle of all of this, we um Charlotte's mate is it yeah Sarah, in Belize calls calls her up and and is like, oh, I've got to spend a few more days in Belize. So Charlotte, is I'm just going to baby. leave my baby on the other side of the world with someone who clearly has no childcare experience. <laughs> oh, and has never met the baby before, or might have done, but there's no implication that the baby and her are like well acquainted. Yeah, so th- no, she is the godmother of the baby. I, I mean, suppose, she is, but so the ta- the tax man has basically said, if I can fi- pin this on you, you're going to owe me fifteen grand. Strangely, the price yeah. of the cabinet, which we've already learned. Um, I know. I was a bit like, how can we? Then all I've written is, ha ha, Charlotte with the dummy round her neck, because she's sort of balancing the baby and she's got the. Dummy, the oh, pacifier yeah. for our American but listeners. again, it was that ultimate, like, oh, look, everyone, look at the woman. I'm going to now give you a visual of a woman balancing, both literally and metaphorically, <laughs> a career and motherhood. Also, if yeah. she'd gone out to do the auction with the dummy round her neck, people might have just thought she was a raver. Everyone I was going to say, this is the ni- <laughs> it's quite cool, isn't it, in the 90s? This is exactly. the 90s, where, like, everyone had a dummy round their neck, for a slightly different reason. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so she goes off to do her auction 
minus the dummy because Kate's rescued her and said, "You've got that round your neck still." Yeah, so she's she's um doing the the aforementioned auction that Lovejoy asked her about at the beginning of the episode where he wants to buy this chair. So he's bidding away on this chair, and then he spots. Oh, he's doing his wink. He's doing his sexy wink. I used to find that wink just so sexy and i used to want to go to an auction but i was scared because i thought that if you well, accidentally if you like, blinked you'd buy yeah. something you know we will go to an auction yeah. now we have got we, we have got we stuff will. on our well, list we've got we need lots of specials yeah. that we're gonna we need do to some record. field trips when we can do field trips more yeah easily. yeah um so um but the weird thing is so basically goes to the auction he's bidding with his sexy wink and then he spots the tax man newton in the in the audience i was gonna say in the crowd um and then he stops bidding, and I'm like, "But why? It's totally again, I don't really get it. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Because also, well, like, surely, would... I mean, yeah, exactly. You're allowed to buy things, okay? You're supposed to. But presumably, he's then going to know he's got to pay. He's hoping he's not going to get caught out. He's not going to find whatever that extra bit of evidence is. And I suppose if he sees him buying lots, he's going to say, "Oh, maybe it's something gonna... to do with yeah, if you've got the money to buy still... this, then I'm going to tax you more." I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. It's really very confusing, and like because also. If it just means, oh, I'll have to sort of pay more tax on this chair, it's like, well, surely you'll still make money. Just make a bit yeah. less money. Uh, anyway, he stops bidding because he spots mm. he spots Newton, I did, which I did not understand. Anyway, basically, long and short of it is, Lovejoy is having a very bad day. Yeah. And then he goes he back really to the is. ranch and has a moan about his very bad day. With his man new mug, Beth accidentally makes him a coffee instead of a tea. And is this where he explains to her about? Is this where he explains to her about the cabinet, or has that already happened? I think that happened earlier. No, that's already happened because the cabinet's gone at this point. The cabinet's been yeah, yeah. I just wonder if where he'd have been. No, 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 no. It was it was earlier when they're looking at it, and Beth Beth's job. So earlier on, what happens is they come they come in, um, and the the cabinet's there, and Beth is Mm. scrubbing away trying to get the you know the paint off and and he's and they're they're sitting back the two of them having a nice cup of tea while she works away saying oh yes isn't it beautiful keep keep scrubbing kind of thing although i i felt that the episode sort of perked up at this stage because he's really pissed off he's having a bad day she's having a bad day she moans to tinker and sort of says you know how awful everything is but then we meet her mum and i quite like her mum I really do like her. I like Beth's mum. Beth's mum. Beth's mum's been in other stuff as well, hasn't she? I yes, she was Audrey in EastEnders, who she was had some sort of thing with Patrick Truman, but she dies before Patrick Truman comes in. Patrick Truman, who is played by Rudolph Walker, who is Beth's dad. <laughs> so clearly, they had maybe five actors to pick from, and they were like, "Let's just get those guys back in." They are excellent. They're very good. Oh, Beth's mum is brilliant. Beth's mum is amazing. Mom is very good. And the whole, this bit, this was a bit of comic interlude that I thought, yeah, you know, I'll let them have that because that is really quite funny. And it's the whole, so she says to Lovejoy, because Lovejoy was like, look, somebody's nicked my cabinet. I can't trace them because I can only remember two letters in the number plate. And she says, oh, it's in your unconscious mm. mind. I've done a course in hypnotherapy. Like an evening and what class. Is an evening, an evening says you class only did that one because they weren't doing tuba playing for beginners or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I, you only did that because that you couldn't learn the tuba. I was very excited about the tuba-based reference because my husband <laughs> plays the tuba. And, but I also love the idea of Beth's mum learning the tuba. I love the idea of anyone getting to, like how old she meant to be, She must like be in her 50s, whatever, yeah. Going... Going, going, oh, do you know what I've always wanted to do? Learn the tuba. Not even the flute or something nice and But I think the little. thing, no, the thing that the I really liked about this is that they, for the purposes of the plot, 
Lovejoy needs to recall this number plate and he can do that by being hypnotised. And they could have gone down this route of like, that they did in North Carolina of like, oh, these people are a bit different from us. She's got special powers and she's going to mystically draw this information from your mind. But instead it was this very sort of prosaic, I've done an evening class in hypnotism, I'm going to hypnotise you and that's how that's going to be. And Tinker did tell a slightly odd story about being hypnotised in the Middle East and getting a tattoo. Well, I felt like it was funny enough. A place that no man has ever seen. (laughs) Seen, No man has ever seen and no one ever will. This is our, right, listener's question for this week. Where? I'm not going to ask you where, but I am going to ask you what. What did he get a tattoo of? What is Tinker's tattoo? What is Tinker's tattoo? A little bottle of whiskey. Mm. We must must know. What is it? Oh, but... um, yeah, it is brilliant. So, like, basically, she sets about like hypnotizing him because she's doing this hypnotherapy course. Um, so he can recall. They keep the things. They keep. Sorry, it's a very, very small point. I'm sure they keep calling it like a license plate, which I don't. It was always called a number plate. Yeah. Number plate in the nineties. It's a bit American, little license. Yeah, like license plate sure, is what yeah. people say what now because of what America. What did I call it just then? Did I say license plate? Probably. You said oh, number no. plate. But in the episode, they, they kept saying, because they kept saying license plate, and I was like, this is really weird. I feel like in 1990, whatever, no one said mm, license plate. Mm. It was always number plate, number plate. Anyway, just a very small point. They call it a license plate, and it was very confusing. Um, but yeah, so she, she sets about hypnotizing him, and Beth and Tinker kind of watching, so it's all a bit <laughs> weird. And they're sort of getting slightly hypnotized as well. And um, yeah, so she hypnotizes him and just sort of says, like, it will come out of your unconscious mind. It's really funny because she goes, Sometime in the next 30 minutes or so, that's what the book says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really well done, this it's bit. So and it's also got well everybody's favourite joke about hypnotism, where she does it and she takes him back to the morning and she's completely under and he's sort of living out his memory or whatever. And then she brings him round and he says, so when are you going to start? <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start when you want, it's not going to work. Start when you want, it's not going to yeah. work. And she's already done it. Oh, it's brilliant. Do you, I mean, hypnotism, is it a thing or is it? Yes, I think it's probably a a thing. thing. It's a thing. You know how they they use hypnotherapy to anesthetize, they use it to anesthetize, they do operations where they cut people open. Who oh, are, hell no. Who are, hell no. Just all they are is they are in a hypnotic state. I did hypnobirthing and that was kind of all right. It was all right till it wasn't all right, basically. Till it started really (laughs) hurting. It was all right, but then there were complications, so I had to go to hospital anyway. So it didn't really work, but it certainly worked for pain management, like hundred percent. I was very dedicated to to that hypnobirth thing. It's the the, the, the anaesthetic thing is is incredible. They do like operations on people that are just hip, hypnotized. Mm. It's crazy, but yeah. So it does. Yeah, I think I don't know if it works in this way. So obviously, what they're doing here is this, and I guess it kind of makes sense that if you saw the number plate. Which is the premise of this? He's seen it, so it's in his mind somewhere. I guess maybe if someone could take you back to that scene, and uh, that's possible. But you could just have like a weird, false, recovered memory where you just made it up. Yeah, and it said like eight zero zero eight one three five. Eight one one eight one. Eight that's what I'd say if you two had your recovered memory. But anyway, yeah, it would. Yeah, so I mean, and obviously, there's plenty of evidence to show that you can do that, like easily as plant people plant memories and things so yeah i don't know if it would work in this way but um that's also so the sort of continuation of the comedy is so in the meet so in in the next 30 minutes 
Lovejoy goes to the library to look up some information about the cabinet. Because he had to do that in those days. And while he's in the reading room, he like just blurts out the registration. <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny. It is really, really it funny. It's quite funny. It's quite funny. Oh. See, it wouldn't be as funny now where you do what I just did, just type in William Davidson yeah. to the internet and then he'd remember it and then he'd just be on the computer and he'd just be able to type yeah. it somewhere straight straight away. Yeah. Wouldn't have to keep shouting. Yeah. Amazing. The people in the library are not happy about this, but he has remembered the number plate. And I have to say, did you not? Did you notice that the library had quite a nice light fitting? <laughs> no, Helen, I did is not. Is that your antique of the week? It was. It was very modern. The reason I noticed it is, I thought it was quite modern. Ooh. It was kind of like well, these yeah. like cylinders hanging from the ceiling in a pattern. Yeah, but it was I very. That. It was very mm. modern. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so we're back at the ranch, and now Charlotte needs to go to London, so she's trying to palm the baby off on Lovejoy. We think, and then she's like, "Obviously, I wouldn't give the baby to you. I'm giving it to Beth, <laughs> even though he has had yeah, a baby. And Beth he is like baby, twenty years old. Out, right? Yeah, has probably never looked after a baby for any length of time. Again, though, that's almost Charlotte being slightly yeah. misogynistic herself. Oh, I'll, or I'll give it to the woman. The, the, the woman knows how to. And also, because it's not just like a couple of hours or even a day while she goes to London. It's for three days. Now, looking after a baby for three days, that's not... You can't just... Yeah, I mean, like, you need to you pay to me a lot at of least £150 a day. Uh, at least. But also, the poor kid, he's already on, like, the fifth oh, he, choice he of remember. person to look after him. And she, he's going to get one heck of a compliment. Think of the therapy he won't remember. He's in very the future. Smart. How old would, how old no, would he be? If he, meet, he will if he meets <laughs> Beth's mum and she accesses his <laughs> unconscious mind and he realises yeah, the I root of all his problems is when he was... Eight months old, he was abandoned while his mum went off to Belize, and then abandoned again while his godmother went off to London. I'm done. Carry on. But um, yeah, we should say that um, this baby is young. We he's probably yeah we don't know, but like maybe six yeah he's not he's not more than a year baby. Yeah, um, he is little. So he's it's very, like you can't very cute, very cute, but also very needy. You can't just like just dump him on <laughs> people. Sure that's right. Right, fine. I'll take him to London with me. That is no bother. And then the best, the fine, it's the best fine. bit of relatable yeah, and well observed comedy I, that I enjoyed very, very mm. much was Charlotte trying to get the car seat in the car because <laughs> oh, I yes. exactly I what it is like. Could not. I like it when she turns around to Harry and said, you must have been in one of these yeah, before. I've written, I like that Charlotte <laughs> speaks to Harry the same way I speak to children. I'm like, for yes, goodness sake, I do. what is happening? Come on, please help yeah, me. Exactly. I know that you can't really yeah, speak, but help me out. <laughs> I mean, in car seats, that's one thing that hasn't changed in the last 20, oh, 30 still years. still a nightmare. Again, designed by men, that's yeah, why. Also, what was the big no-no that Charlotte was doing? She was trying to put it forward facing. In the front But then seat. she realised, she did realise, and she put it in the front seat. Yeah, don't put your car seat yeah. in the front seat because of airbags. She probably didn't have airbags, to be fair. Yeah, and you can disable the airbags as well if you need to for such a purpose. But um, I <laughs> oh, think it's this bit because... In Lovejoy, actually, probably. Because basically, Charlotte decides... Because basically what happens, yeah, Charlotte decides to take Harry to London with her, hence the car seat. In the meantime, we found... Because they've now remembered the licence, the mm. number plate... Um, they found so the police tracked down the van in Westbourne Grove in oh, West yeah. London empty of course but you know it gives them a bit of a clue of somewhere yes. to look right so, so Lovejoy also decides to go to London so why does Charlotte decide go to guys. take Harry yeah. I mean does Beth say no to looking after him it was a bit confusing I didn't really get that bit I didn't really get it but I have to say at this point 
Ah, uh, everything just got even less plausible because at this, it's as though he's come up with basically a really boring plot, <laughs> and then he tries to get. Oh well, we've got to Sorry. now think of some elaborate way to to have them realise who these people are and therefore find them. And do you know how they find it? Because on it, he's wearing a t-shirt. The advertisers a pub quiz. Yeah, really? so one of the guys who posed as really? being a restorer um, was, was wearing be, I mean, this T-shirt. But Beth's mum drags that out of Beth's memory by hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy? Hypnotism? I feel like well. we should sort of come to Yeah, because we've missed maybe. Duke out, and Sorry. Duke is just brilliant. So this, is oh, where, I love Duke. this is where it started to get confusing, probably for me and Emma, because love, obviously Lovejoy knows a guy. Yeah in London who knows about so he's like oh yeah it's fine so we'll go to London and I know this guy down there Duke Garvey and he'll know all about colonial stuff colonial furniture and, and I was like colonial because we had yeah. we hadn't had the bit about no <laughs> so I was like and oh, there's no clue in the name William Davison either like that could be no, something no, from it definitely isn't so I was very confused but anyway uh, so I was like why would he know about this cabinet mm. but I just went with it so he goes to see Duke, Duke Garvey um, they love each other they have big hugs yeah, oh, and he Duke, was lovely. I like Duke. He's a great character, isn't he? I feel like he's in EastEnders as well. Do you know what? I didn't look him up because I got so distracted later on by somebody else. So I'll tell you in a minute. Um, and then so basically, you know, love to explain the situation to Garvey. You know, my cabinet was nicked. I'm, can you help me? Can you ask around the area, etc.? In the meantime, Charlotte's also arrived in London because the reason she's got to go to London is this big auction house want her to oh, yes. to recommend some items from a collection that that should be auctioned mm. that recommend valuations i guess and things like that and, and so she arrives at this very stuffy um which i think is i quite like this because i imagine that there are some places and particularly yeah, auction houses are probably still like this and, and definitely probably still absolutely loads of old it's... white men and she arrives at the offices with the baby in the pram which i thought was they look utterly yeah. horrified mm. i just want to point out i wanted to barge in there and go you do realize you were all like this <laughs> yes. once you were all small male children yeah screaming and throwing up on people which he does because i do love the comment oh i'm sorry about the tie (laughs) (laughs) obviously the babies but you know i just i i did find them utterly oh this was this depressed me and this depresses me as the token barren woman of the podcast who never has to worry about this sort of thing it nevertheless made me feel sad for my all of my uh much more fertile yeah it was just it's ridiculous though because again like Yes, okay, you should be able to work and have a baby, but I mean, even nowadays, if I just turned up to a meeting at work <laughs> it's true. You with my baby, in, hello, hi everyone, as if that was totally normal, they'd be like, no, yeah. I mean, it's still but not. Do you think that that's her mistake? If she'd gone in and gone, I am so terribly sorry, you know, the mother's been called away and I was the last resort. It, it is the fact that she's almost pretending like there's no baby there, yeah, that, it, that it's fine. Whereas if she'd actually just gone in and gone, right this is what I'm doing and this is why actually you might have admired to an extent her mm. sort of confidence and yeah you know but she didn't she was just I'm just going to go in to with a board baby. meeting with like 12 ancient Lots men of stuffy old men and meanwhile whilst all this is going on Tink's gone to the pub yeah and I've written down here and I'm very cross with myself he goes in the Earl of Lonsdale and he goes in the cock and bowl yep. and then I've written underneath yep. look up didn't look him up well they are real pubs in Westbourne Grove pubs. Thank you both. They are. I've been to the Earl of I Lonsdale. never go to West London. Still there. <laughs> I don't go there at all. They look, they look like nice pubs, just good old-fashioned pubs. Generic now, pubs, aren't they? I think it's a 
Fuller's mm. Pub now or one of, or something either Fuller's or one of those Young's maybe a lot yeah. of them seem maybe to be Young's now, might be Young's one this is the anyway. bit where I've written how did we manage with those prams because I think then Charlotte yeah. must come out of Bignall's maybe and she's got the pram so the pram to describe it is just a lay flat pram so the baby lays down in it and it's got it's so wide this is what I can get over why is it so wide would you, would you like to hear my pram story <laughs> Because I, I had a baby a long time ago now. Well, a long time ago now. And uh, and we didn't have much money. So a lot of the stuff that we got for the baby was secondhand from friends and family. And somebody gave us a pram that was almost exactly like the one Charlotte's using. It maybe wasn't as wide, but the actual suspension construction is just like a Moses basket on wheels, basically. And, and, <laughs> and so I took it out when my son was very small, the first time I'd ever been out of the house with him, not sort of just wrapped up on a shawl or whatever. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go meet my friend. I'm going to go down there. Blah, blah, blah. Why I thought I could do this, bearing in mind I'd been hospitalised for like five days. And then just two weeks later, it was like, here I go, la, 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 walking for a mile. And I thought, oh, God, I can't get there. Like, I literally can't walk. But I've got the pram so I can lean on it. But I tell you what, I'll get on the bus. Because the bus is going to where I'm going. And wheelchairs get on buses, right? So although this pram is really awkward and I can't really get it up and down a curb and it's really, really heavy, I'll just get it on the bus. So I managed to sort of like get it onto the bus just about because there was no other things on the bus, no wheelchair, no prams, whatever. And immediately, obviously, he just started literally shrieking like I'd stabbed him with a pin. Everyone on the bus Everyone's tutting. People are going, oh, I think your baby's hungry. Oh, I think your baby's tired. Oh, I think your baby's too. Oh, everyone's an expert. Yeah, they love to go in And I'm getting really yeah. red and really stressed out. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get off the bus. I'll walk the rest of the way. And as I went to get off the bus, you know how the doors are like folding doors on some buses and they come oh, back? Yeah. Because the pram's so freaking big, the door of the bus got caught up somehow in the front of the pram. And so then I couldn't get the pram off the bus. I was just wrenching it and wrenching it. Obviously, the baby's inside, like, not strapped in at all, just bouncing around. It's probably terrible for him. <laughs> I managed to get it off the bus. And I was just pushing it down Brixton Hill, like, just get to the cafe, just get to the cafe, just get away. And there was a man chasing after me going, Madam, Madam, your wheel... And I'd sort of pulled, like, the rubber part of the wheel, so not the actual wheel, but the rubber, oh, no. like, tyre, off in the door. That's amazing. And I, when I was watching Charlotte manhandling this pram around, I was like, oh. that was 20 years? Oh, no, 15 yeah. years before I had my baby. And I was yeah. still struggling with the same bloody thing. God, I hate it. Like you say, designed by men, designed, designed by men. Designed by men. It was 19, 1994. Yeah, exactly. So what's that? 1994 to 2008. Six, eight... Yeah, yeah, 15, almost 15 yeah. Years, yeah. And it probably was a pram from the 90s that I was using, but oh my God, it was yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so oh, bless her. Um, so yes. Anyway. And you know, when you feel like you're inside, you probably felt like your insides were going to fall out when you were on the Oh, it's bloody so you horrible. Really any... I remember doing that, like going, thinking, like, thinking I'll just go for this walk, it'll be fine. And then like, oh no, oh, no I need to sit I down. think my insides might actually fall out. <laughs> yeah, at least out. Charlotte hasn't yes. got that to worry about. Sarah's just pinging around Belize with a whatever. So whilst Tink is getting pissed in Westbourne Grove, (laughs) Lovejoy and Charlotte go for an extremely posh afternoon Oh my God, it looked could. Did anyone work out where they were? Because I couldn't. I went to one last week with my students, which was marvellous, I must say. I've been to quite a few afternoon teas. But this this wasn't the sort of place I would take my students because it obviously had a dress code. 
Did he? So did he just go off and borrow? Do they just yeah, have? Yeah, you don't have the right like, stuff. You know they go, come this they way. Have stuff you know you when borrow. you're at school and you forget your gym <laughs> kit and you have to go in the dirty, like there's a bottom drawer of people. Lost property. Just, they've lost property, like discarded gym kits. Is it like that? It's like an upper class version of the discarded yes, gym kit it doesn't fit. that they've got in this posh yeah. hotel. They're basically like, uh, sir, your jacket. He can't wear his leather jacket for afternoon tea. He has no. to go and... Borrow one. Disappears and gets a, someone else's massive. jacket. And it's massive. And he looks hilarious. <laughs> it's brilliant. But yeah, they have this lovely posh afternoon tea. Polly, you'll have to tell me where the best one, what the best afternoon tea is, because maybe I can go for my Ooh, birthday yeah. and treat myself. Ooh, I'll have a think. There's the one... Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'll have a think. I'll get back to you at the end of this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not, it's not an urgent thing for right now, obviously. So yeah, and this, so Tink's getting pissed. Love and Charlotte having this posh afternoon tea and then the conversation... Between Lovejoy and Charlotte turns to... Babies. Children. Having oh, babies. Yeah. Charlotte is broody, I've written. Why? I've no mm. fucking clue. She's had that nightmare with the car seat. Then she's been trying to manhandle this ridiculous <laughs> pram oh. round West London. But, you know. I know, it's weird that this experience has made her think, oh, Well, this, I suppose maybe she's fun. thinking, I've overcome these challenges. That's true. So maybe that's why. But it's very uncomfortable. So basically she's talking about how she wants to have children... And Lovejoy is getting very uncomfortable, but she's not necessarily saying, um, with you. No, it's just uh, with she, anyone. I think at this point she's like, anyone. I just oh, want a baby oh, with anyone. Yeah. And Lovejoy is a bit like, um... Well, she's also probably, I mean, I always hate it. And people have stopped now saying to me, your biological clock is ticking. People used to say it. They don't bother now. They just look at me with their head on one side slightly pityingly. But she must be getting on as in getting I mean, to the kind of like oh well, if her i'm gonna have kids i'd like she, to I would have thought. yeah she's like now is the time yeah. if i'm gonna do it kind of thing yeah I she's guess. just thinking like this is exactly like you say yeah. this is the time but he leaves her with the bill so i don't know why she yeah yeah well he always does doesn't he she wouldn't expect anything less bless her yeah so he just Scarpers, but that's because it's not just because because Duke turns up, doesn't he? This is what happens here. So basically, they're having afternoon tea, and Duke turns up. He's been doing his inquiries, and he's got information that Capricorn collectibles. This is the place. There's a lot of crossed wires Mm. that go on here because it seems like everyone's been doing a bit of research. Tinker's been doing research, and I'm in the pubs, commas here because he's been going to a lot of pubs to do his research um, falling out of whereas Duke has done his research talking to other people and say yeah I found out that Capricorn Collectibles is the place where you get your stolen goods yes so Lovejoy and Duke are going to go and check out Capricorn Collectibles but Tink does he speak to Charlotte because Tink's found out about a place called yeah. Empire Antiques so in the meantime yes. Tink so Lovejoy and Gar- Duke Garvey go off to Capricorn Collectibles and just as they're leaving I think they actually avoid they just- Tink don't they they just gone, Tinker comes in, yeah. Tinker comes oh, there's in. there's a whisk, a large brandy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's it. And he Sorry. says, oh, you know, I've got some information. It's Empire Antiques. That's the place mm. where all the stolen goods are. So, yeah, this is where, for some reason, I must, there's must be some comment made at this point. This is where I went on a rant in my notes about the work. Like, the work stuff is ridiculous. You can work and have a baby. Of course you can, but not at, at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, baby up here, typing. <laughs> I've written oh. Duke and Lovejoy talk about kids. So maybe that was something that they said? Oh, they do, because he talked about yeah. Vicky, didn't he? He said about, about yeah. Vicky. That's why, so I think, basically, Lovejoy asked Duke, oh, have you got kids? And he says, oh, no, I never I never got round to it, sort of thing. And then Lovejoy talks about Vicky and 
He's oh, quite sweet. Nice. Yeah, so he's like, he's a yeah. great dad. We've we've had that consistently throughout, which I really yeah. like. Um, that, that, I just glanced down and I've written. Charlotte explores Empire Antiques and gets locked in exclamation points in the dark two exclamation points. Then I've written, oh my god, with the baby. <laughs> so like I'd forgotten. It's that all a bit. bit. I mean, is the worst bit here the fact that the the baby needs its nappy changing because she's given him to Tinker. That's why Tinker orders the large brandy. She was like, "Oh, I think he's wet. Hold they him." They must for have me, changed him before. Tinker looks utterly horrified. She might have but done. But anyway, mobile. Surely she had a mobile. I mean, come on. She must have done by then. Well, Everyone, all the. I mean, mobile in this at this point in history, mobile still indicates twat. Yes, true. Because your man at the beginning Darren is using thingy. a mobile to yeah. indicate he's a twat, and all through Lovejoy, from about the second series, mobiles have indicated mm. twat. But you'd think that by ninety four, a lot more or more. Certainly by the time I was in sixth form. Every, not everyone had a mobile, but most people I think the thing is, for Charlotte, for her job, wouldn't she have... Yeah, you'd think she would. She's got a car phone, hasn't she? Yeah. I think that was kind of... What, oh, that's true. I mean, I, she does have a I car think... Phone. I think it was still very... Because it was very sudden. Like, yes, by the end of the 90s, everyone had mm. Suddenly everyone had But one. it was quite Actually, sudden. I didn't get my first mobile ever... phone until my second year of uni. So when was that? 2000? And I got mine yeah. at the same time then, because I got yeah. my, my my first year of uni. Yeah, I got mine at the same <laughs> time. I remember dropping it on the floor, on the pavement, and it completely smashing into pieces. And then I just picked it and put it back together again. It worked fine. <laughs> yeah, so what happens here is that look, Charlotte decides to go along to Empire Antiques on, on Tink's tip-off. Um, your man, Oliver Jeffries, is outside getting yes. a parking ticket. So she decides to sneak in, um, has a look around. It's like, it's a massive place. It looks place. great, didn't it? It looks amazing. It looked great. I've got to share the Frank comment from this. A little later on, Frank just says, this entire plot hinges of them having very poor security around their door. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Charlotte just kind of walks in. She just and she's like, in. Oh, the... And this guy's sort of, the guy who runs it has got... What, what was he doing? He just wasn't there. He was distracted. He was getting a parking ticket yes. outside. Because she's just trying to get attention. She's like, hello, hello. And then she's just going she does, deeper to be fair. and deeper into this shop that's got this huge kind of warehouse at the back full of kind of creepy antiques, really, to be fair. Is, so she goes into this back room and, yeah, gets locked in because Oliver Jeffries doesn't know she's in there. So he comes in, closes the doors, locks them, and then that's locks it. Up, she's yeah. stuck in there. In the dark. Whoops. Oh, with the baby, it's not great. You, you would be quite... See, I would be quite distressed by this. I think this is I worse. Would. I think this is worse than getting blown up in a cave or eaten by a crocodile. Or eaten by crocodiles. <laughs> because you've got someone else there that is depending on you. That's the difference. And she can't feed him. She can't She's feed She's got, like, him. one little bottle of milk. Oh, and you know what? The baby's probably doing that awful thing that always, I'm always fine until I hold someone's baby. Like my neighbour had a baby. He is the most beautiful baby in the world. And he and I get on very well. He gazes up at me with these big eyes as if, you know, I just love you, even though I don't know who you are. (laughs) But when he gets hungry, he goes for my breast. And it upsets me so much. This this baby's like, "Ah, ah, ah," and I think I can't. Help you, and yeah. I babies want aren't babies aren't like so like for, for us. We might go. Okay, well, we'll have our breakfast in the morning. Maybe we'll have a snack around eleven. Then we'll have lunch. Yeah. Then we'll have a snack in the afternoon. We might not. Then we'll have our dinner. Then we'll go to bed and we'll sleep for you know yeah. six seven hours or whatever. Yeah. Babies' tummies are so small. You have to feed them like every two hours. And he'll be perfectly content, and suddenly he'll be like, <laughs> and just like, <laughs> and have some boys like that as well. As well. well, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> oh. 
But yeah, so she's in a pretty bad situation. I was like, oh shit, this is bad. This is bad. It is bad. I've got a but, different theory. Interestingly, I mean, she's almost died. But I'll, I'll come times. to my interesting theory when when she when when we reach the what happens to Charlotte bit, the yeah. peak. Um, but then in the meantime, Beth's mum. So Beth's still there back at the Love Dry Antiques, and Beth's mum's brought her some because lunch Beth again. is on a bonkers and diet this week. Chicken. So we had Charlotte forcing her diet on Love Joy last week, and now Char- uh, Beth's on some sort but, of weird health kick. I know. Well, really- you my mum was always on a diet in this. This was yeah. diet fad heaven because they they had <laughs> the, this thing called they had this thing the hay diet, which was like the precursor Did to you the eat hay? diet. So you could. It was called, no, no, you might as well have done. It was called, because the guy who wrote it was like Dr. Uh, Hay or Mr. Hay or Hay, the Hay diet. It was, it was, you could eat um, carbohydrates and proteins, but not together. So you had like a meal of carbohydrate and a meal of protein. So you could have chips and then you have to have an egg. yuppie. It was, I'm not very good at what different so, food groups are. It was such a bizarre, yuppie, weird You could have a piece of salmon diet. or you could have some salt and vinegar crisps. But I reckon this was sort of, this was the tailing off of that ridiculous faddy diet but period. Beth's mum, oh, yeah, Beth's mum has brought her, like, just shitloads of food to try and be like, come Proper on, eat food. something. Or just have something. Oh, I mean, it sounds really good. It looked good. amazing. You could almost yeah. smell it, couldn't you? Oh, it's amazing it food. She brought it all around in her Tupperwares. Because yeah. why is Beth on a diet? It's so depressing. Like, oh, she's really so thin. Very slim and does not need to go. Anyway. I was a bit annoyed that Beth was on a diet in a way, because I thought, But oh, maybe it was really? just a sign of the times. So... Beth is so sort of confident modern young woman and she's on a diet and you could literally you could you could put your hands and lift yeah. her up by her kind of shoulder you know she's this tiny little thing so i was a bit upset about but her. i mean don't yeah. worry too much anyways, she does it, like cave and eat the food she does like eat the just delicious food that her mum has brought it's true and then her mum though her mum's amazing yeah and then her, she's sort of saying to mum oh i messed up i let those guys take the cabinet so her mum's like aha i know what you can do <laughs> hypnotize you <laughs> We can hypnotise you to see if you can remember anything else about the guys. She's like, I described them. I saw them. I described them to the police. But maybe you can remember some other details about mm. them. So, so Some really implausible details that aren't going to make <laughs> yeah. any sense. And yet, by an I amazing twist of this. fate, are going to turn out to be relevant after it. all. <laughs> so she basically, her mum hypnotises her. And she remembers that um, the, one of the guys, Jason Biggs alike, was wearing uh, a T-shirt that apparently says, Ollie Gardner is nigh. Ollie Gardner is nigh. Actually, nice. and I was quite pleased with myself because I was like, clearly, I was straight away, I was on this. <laughs> I was so happy with myself because I remember that he had the shirt over the yes. t-shirt. So I was like, clearly, we're not seeing the whole thing because Ollie Gardner is nigh makes it sense. And so I was like, ah, oh, Jolly Gardner's. Did you get I that? Knew, I, I knew, I, I got yes. nice. And that was it. I was like, what the fuck is Ollie Gardner? <laughs> and then I even thought, and there was something in my brain going, it could be quiz night, but obviously that, the wrong letters anyway so i just thought oh i remember this and i remember being unimpressed <laughs> in 1994 and i'm now i'm unimpressed in 2021 yeah. it's basically what happens is so back in london so what ollie gardner is now and like um beth phones up lovejoy to tell him this and he's like ollie gardner is now what you're talking about it's ridiculous and then tink turns up to where lovejoy and duke are and says and tells them about empire antiques because they mm. don't yet know this and then so all the three of them go off to Empire Antiques. So you think, yes, they're going to rescue Charlotte. This is great. Um, and then as they're on their way, like you said, very implausibly, they have to spot the same guy with the In same t-shirt. He never washes his shirt. Apparently never like, washes his shirt. If it's a white t-shirt, then maybe you're just wearing 
a, a similar t-shirt but you're wearing a different one every day but surely he doesn't have like four jolly gardeners quiz night t-shirts or maybe he does maybe he runs the quiz night maybe he does. and there's only t-shirts and they're free and you know what i mean i've got <laughs> i've got, I've got, got like free three work t-shirts with my place of work on it to be fair so yeah we do have like free t-shirts knocking about i suppose maybe he does work there on the side yeah i mean you, you can kind of get that you would have this t-shirt and you probably would wear it because he's lugging mm. furniture about you probably would wear it to work where it's going to get sweaty and dirty because it's just some random free t-shirt from the pub so kind of but I've never, I mean, I, so I love a pub quiz. I've been to. Oh, we love, love a pub quiz. quiz. I love a pub quiz. I've been to so many pub quizzes in my life, like so many. I used to go every single week to a pub quiz, at least one. I've never seen true. a pub quiz t shirt. Very true. Maybe it was a 90s thing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a pub quiz t shirt either, to be fair. So basically, they see the guy wearing the same t shirt and they figure out Jolly Gardener's quiz night. Um, so they, they happen to see this guy with a t-shirt and he's, outside. Yeah, Empire he's Antiques. near Empire Antiques. He's moving a bit of furniture or something, isn't he? He's like obviously. But even so, they're like it doesn't really. Add oh, and he's moving furniture. It must be him. He's in the same shirt, moving furniture again. <laughs> Helen's looking despairing. I'm sorry, but like the the point is, it doesn't really do anything for the plot because they're already at Empire yeah. Antiques and they see the guy going into Empire Antiques. It's like yes. We know. I mean, I guess it, guess it confirms, confirms it for them. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it's him. Bingo. Um, there's a great bit of camera work here because then Lovejoy kind of does what Charlotte does. Charlotte did it by accident. She went into the shop when the man was outside getting distracted by the parking ticket. He gets Tink and Duke to distract Oliver Jeffries so that Lovejoy can get in and he kind of gets in and sort of hides a bit because he's going to have a nose around. And then Oliver Jeffries just shuts the door again and shuts it up. So now Lovejoy's inside... Tink and Duke are on the outside and there's this great bit of camera work where you're looking at Tinker and Duke in the reflection of the window and they know Lovejoy's inside and they're like, what are we going to do now? Because we can't get him, he's locked in. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that was quite, their facial yeah, expressions and then Lovejoy just good, sort of pops up from behind the sideboard yeah, and like, he just goes, you? go and have a drink, does the international sign language for go and have a drink and Tink's like, oh, I love it when things work out, this is brilliant. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's basically said this is our kind of this is our kind yeah. of job. This is what we can do. And then so, all yeah. I've written is Lovejoy explores, finds paperwork, here's baby, rescue Charlotte. <laughs> to, to yeah, so he's snooping around. He very and he very like again very fortunately manages to find a receipt which for a restorer. Mm. So they've taken the cabinet to a restorer and Fogarty. It must be a detailed enough receipt yeah. that he knows. Yeah, this particular restorer's got the cabinet and. Also, yeah, he hears the baby. It's all very fortunate, yeah. And And this is the bit we've been kind of referring to. So he he hears the baby, he unlocks the door, Charlotte sort of falls out into his arms and she is fully sobbing. She is crying her eyes out. You know what what I don't understand? So so she she is, she hears someone coming up the stairs. Why is she going to Oh, yes, I forgot about that. She is waiting behind the door to smack him with a candle. Because she thinks that it's a baddie. She thinks it's the bad guy. Bad, why doesn't she just think, oh, you know, I, it might be somebody coming back to the shop and I can say... Because she did go in there going... Yeah, hey, she was going, going her, oh, this is she, the evil mastermind's lair. She was like, I've just got accidentally shot in the shop. Exactly. So there is but sort she, of maybe an she thinks of, that if they find her in there, they're going to do something bad to her. I don't mm. know. I found it somewhat implausible. And I think the thing that we've sort of said earlier is Charlotte's been in much stickier 
situations because at the end of the day someone was obviously going to come back and open the door their stock is in there the shop is going to be open exactly. they're going to go back and get they it they could have been That's like 24 hours the later or i know it's just i know it's a stressful situation but she's definitely been in more do you remember when she was um situation who was going to shoot her in the face or whatever and she said never underestimate a public school girl or whatever and now she's brought to her knees by a nine month old baby but would you like to hear my theory on why she completely lost it i would because she's been looking after a baby at this point for i'm gonna say two days has she so she's definitely been overnight with it she hasn't been asleep she's been to sleep for maybe like an hour in snatches like over 48 hours and um, um, you know I said I think I said last episode or the one before that if I don't eat properly then I get really tearful also if I don't sleep for more than seven hours I'm just a mess so yeah. I think she was just no, that is literally enough. at the end of her what she could manage and I was I was a bit annoyed at this point because I was like this feels like really underlining in like massive letters. No, you can't have a baby and be okay because it will make you mental. Yeah. Uh, but it will. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. So, but she is rescued and she is relieved and Lovejoy is the hero. Um, and I feel that they then sort of rescue the cabinet in the same way that it was nicked off them in the first place. Yeah, so they, they go to Fogarty the Restored. Now, did you know who this was? Because I knew this guy. Which is I didn't, and he looked really So he familiar. is a guy called Earl Cameron, and the reason I recognised oh. him is because he was the abbot in Neverwhere. <laughs> do you remember Neverwhere? Yes. Was he? But he's I also do. in a film called Pool of London, which if you haven't seen, see it. It's from like the, I want to say it's from the early 60s, but now I'm like, is it from the early 50s? It must be from the early 60s, surely. But he was like a really well-known actor from... Yeah, he looked Bermuda. really... He was very familiar. I looked this up, but I haven't actually written down where he was from. I think Bermuda. Um, because, Polly, you'll like this fact, because when he came to the UK and he was acting... Give me a fact. He said it was a bit easier for me because the... Bermuda, I hope he is from Bermuda. Because the Bermuda accent <laughs> is quite similar to a North Carolina accent, which is quite similar to an English accent. So people found me easier to understand. A North Carolina accent is so not similar to an English Well, like a North... I don't really know. I'll have to look up the quote and put it in. Okay, I got this a bit wrong. It's not because he sounded English. It's because he sounded American. So to an English ear, he could play the perfect yank. But, like, I suppose what he meant was, I don't know, like, he didn't have a really thick accent. I don't really know. But I'll look it up because I didn't write that down. It's not as strong an, it's not yeah. as strong an accent. It's not like Trinidad, which is a really... Be- I mean, I could listen to a Trinidad but, accent was, all day because I think yeah. it's gorgeous. But, yeah, Earl Cameron, he was but, incredibly well-known. Like, And he had a and, tiny and also, part. this is why, again, I was... I was confused because obviously he's talking again. So basically what happens is Lovejoy decides literally just to go and do the same thing that was done to him. Go to the restorer and basically pretend Put on their, that he's um, from... What they call the shop coats. Put on their shop coats, their overalls, and just nick it back. And again, so Earl Cameron, the Fogarty, the restorer, is is talking about, oh, this is such an important piece yeah. of Caribbean connection. And again, I was like, what? What? This Caribbean connection, we haven't, they haven't explained it, it to us. It is odd. The bits that they miss out on mm. UK TV play. We must have missed it. You know what? Maybe we should just start from number one again and just watch the whole <laughs> lot because we must have missed all Don't sorts I remember of really the, Was it the Brighton one? There, there was something huge that was missed out. Like really, really big that, made, that meant things didn't really make sense. Um, but yeah. 
But they, yeah, they I, think it's, I think it's probably the language. I think it's probably the language with that one. It makes sense. I think. I think it was because they did mm. use. I, I mean, I, maybe they didn't, and I'll, I could be. Um, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, slandering him. Well, I mean, it's not. not it was, it's not slandering because yeah, at the time that, that was just that was the correct. Yeah. You know terminology. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I think that is what he said. But anyway, there was it, or or something yeah. similar that wasn't highly offend, as in wasn't you know the n word or anything awful like that because that would never be shown. But it was, yeah. He was described in a way that wasn't the way yeah. you would describe it. Yeah, now, yeah. I don't think. So they basically just nick it back, and I was like, "Are they just going to nick it back? I mean, do they really think they can just nick <laughs> it back and there's no repercussions <laughs> and no one's going to?" Notice, I guess so. They probably realised that it was, it was mixed from them in the first place. Yeah. So actually, why would there be repercussions if he's taking back his own thing that he bought yeah. and he and got a receipt for, presumably, or he's certainly, you know, I mean, it was just yeah. a bit kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, he's got it back now. But as if as if Jeffries wasn't going to come after him anyway. I don't know. I just thought it was a bit anyway. So they get the cabinet back, and then you know we're getting towards the end. We're hoping all's well that ends well. This bit really pissed me off. Oh. <laughs> So Lovejoy and Charlotte go on this country oh walk with the baby. They wheeled oh, the through a muddy field, like a plowed First of all, that muddy field. Would never that, the wheel would have come no, off immediately. If it come off in a bus no. stop. Absolutely. If it comes off, like, yeah. And we also, can't we're, supposed, a London bus. we're supposed to be impressed because Lovejoy changes the nappy. Oh, I was quite uh, yes, impressed. That was so true. It was the it? 90s. My dad never changed a nappy. And so. I'm, I'm with Helen though. It was it was a bit. Oh, they made out like it was this massive gesture, and also she does know that he had a daughter. Yeah, but I mean, although I don't think my dad, my dad yeah, never changed a nappy either. Know. And and if he had grandchildren, I he feel still like wouldn't. I've been a bit down on my dad. Though he probably did change loads of nappies. My my father-in-law certainly didn't, because he's very proud of it. <laughs> I I think my dad probably did. I don't know. He probably did. I reckon he probably did. There is one thing that Lovejoy says I think is very true, which he's like, well, I'm changing this nappy because it's a piece of piss because it's just... <laughs> literally. Because uh, it's um, a disposable nappy, so I'm not fiddling about with safety oh, pins yeah, and, and the terry toweling cloth. And... Whereas obviously nowadays we would... Although I never have used reusable oh, nappies. Obviously I, they are. Yeah, we've I bought reusable nappies and um, literally within a week I was like, okay... The choice is going to have to be breastfeeding or reusable nappies. Which one am I going to choose? And I just came down on one side. It could have gone either way, but it was never going to be both. It was never going to be yeah. able to be both because I just couldn't it's do it. It's such a shame, but yeah, it's, it's just, just, it's yeah. just impossible. <laughs> and then, and then basically, because, because obviously, so we, it's quite, it's kind of, kind of obvious that the reason that, um, Charlotte has been landing with this baby is because the mum is in mm. Belize and the, the dad, well, we don't know about the dad, so yeah. we, we know that Sarah's a single parent. So, we, yeah. And, and so basically, what Charlotte has learned from this episode is that she doesn't want to be a single parent. So she wants to have a child, but she doesn't want to do yeah. it on her own. Um, and she's, this is where she is kind of saying to Lovejoy, yeah, like, come in with me on this one because you know what you're doing and it'll make sense. And oh. but, I mean, are they, they're not together? And he doesn't. I don't know. I just don't. It does lead up nicely to the next episode. It, it lays the groundwork for, you know, a potential permanent union between the two oh, yeah. of them, shall we say? Mm. But it's very, yeah, but Lovejoy does make a comment like he doesn't want to be the oldest dad in the place. He doesn't say it in this way, but he basically says, I'm, being, I'm too old. Yeah. And then there's like a half-arsed sting in the tail at the end, which was massively predictable and not particularly amusing. Yeah, because as I... 
already meant like which I was like <laughs> yeah. as soon as they nicked I was like surely Jeffries is just gonna let this go so basically Oliver Jeffries turns up at Love Joe Antiques and saying you know like you, you still conned Darren Chambers you, yeah. you still you know try, bought this cabinet off him for not much and you knew it was worth loads which is basically the antiques business but that's the that's the antiques business. yeah it's basically his job and right. it's not like Darren Chambers was paying yeah. any attention no so basically, he's he's come to this conclusion where he's got someone that wants to buy the cabinet for forty grand, so like twice mm. what it's worth. And so Oliver Jeffries has come to this, you know, very whatever fair in his eyes view that he they just split the forty grand in half. But the thing is, Lovejoy still doesn't have to accept that. No, yeah. he could because he could make twenty grand for it by himself. He doesn't have oh, to take the money off Oliver Jeffries. Oh, he could find the buyer and be like, oh, listen. It is, exactly. It is his cabinet at the end of the day. So I didn't really get this why it, was, it sort of implied that he obviously would take this offer from yeah. Oliver Jeffries. Um, and then obviously at the same time, Who turns Brian up? Newton reappears. And why is the tax man just, <laughs> just hanging around waiting for him to have some money? To, I mean, this was the bit that I thought, oh, of course he isn't. It's it's as though it's a sort of oh attempt at humour, and it, it just yeah. I just thought, oh, it's kind of a bit old. Yeah. It didn't really do it for me at all. So, and then you get the theme. But tune. did anyone see what happened at the end of the theme tune? So no, no? I turned it normally off in disgust, on UK TV on. Play. I don't know why I've got um um I've got autoplay on. And it always bothers me because then, of course, as it goes into credits, it'll start playing the next one, which I don't, I don't want it to one. do because I'm, 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 I'm only watching one at a time. So for some reason, I was really on the ball this time and I turned autoplay off and I was looking through the credits just because there were so many people like Fogarty, for instance, the restorer, who I kind of recognised, but I didn't really know why. So I was trying to be like really careful and precise about writing down people's names so I could go and look them up, mm-hmm. which meant that the credits ran all the way to the end. And then at the end, there's a little Easter egg. And they did what what I sometimes do on the podcast, which attentive listeners may have noticed, but you often don't notice at all. And I don't. I Um, never do. And I'm on the podcast. Which is right at the end of the credits, they replayed that bit of Lovejoy after he'd been hypnotised, coming round and saying, start when you want. It's not going to work. Well, start when you want. It's not going to work. And they just played that at the end. And I was like, (gasps) I was like, wait, did I get my idea to put, random bits that make me laugh at the end of the podcast episodes did i somehow get that from love join the 90s and not realize <laughs> but yeah it really really that's and then i was like oh my god do they all do this on uk tv play and i didn't know I maybe they do they might do because i just i just stop it, would stop the, it. i, I don't mind just flip on to the next one so they don't go to the end of the credits yeah, no, it doesn't mm. normally. Mm. Do you have to well, look on the DVD, Polly, and see if it does it on that one? Yeah. But it really mm. amused me. I was like, oh, yeah. not only is that one of my favourite style of jokes, they replayed it for me at the end. I really enjoyed that. Oh, um, well, there you go. Did that redeem the not, episode not for you? Massively. Did you quite like I, d- it? I didn't mind this episode. It was quite, um, you know, it was quite traditional, wasn't it? It was just a traditional Lovejoy episode with the addition of a kind of random baby in it uh and i didn't i found that quite stressful i was like oh i don't really why is the baby in it i don't like him yeah <laughs> i don't want him to be in it um yeah harry. oh poor old harry it's not his fault 
Yeah, it was, a bit, it was and the whole thing about like, oh, can I be a career? I mean, I quite I mean, there was stuff about Charlotte wanting a baby and you know not having a partner and wanting to have a baby. And how's she going to do it? That yeah. was all interesting and like her sort of journey and her, that was interesting. But the the whole thing of like, oh, can you have it all? Was it no. Just wound now, me up. It was next <laughs> question. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you cannot have. You it certainly all. can't have it I mean, all. You're just going to carry the baby around like a dog. <laughs> like, no, I mean, if, you know, if I take, I'll try taking my baby into work this week and see what they think of that. I dare you. I think you should do research in it with the podcast in mind. It's how committed you are to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I mean take that's your quite baby a good in. point, isn't it? I think the thing that's quite telling about it is like this podcast is us basically sat in our living rooms at the moment. We're sat all in our own houses, but sometimes we were sat together before there was a whole pandemic and everything. Even then, we still said to Helen. You can't do the podcast when you're I mean, like, you are on maternity leave. Like, don't yeah. try and do the two things because it's not going to be great for yeah. you and your yeah. family and it's going to be rubbish for the work. So just choose yeah. one. Yeah. Like this, and this baby is tiny. Yeah. Like, no, no one, yeah. well, no one's trying to work with like a six, well, some people are, but you know, it's certainly not with a six month old baby. I suppose like, it, it would you. be interesting exactly. to hear from women who had their babies in the mid-90s, who might just say, mm. well, I literally had to take her into the office because where, like, I, there was no there nanny or childcare where I lived. Well, two words, British Empire. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Carol! In the Carol. I've rewatched all of that recently. Oh. It's a very odd, it's a very oh, odd programme. It's kind of sweet as well. Oh, Carol. Oh, so, okay, so... Marks out of ten. Marks out of ten. Six. Five. Uh, I was going to give it a five. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think Paul I'm going to... Alexander, you tried yeah, so I'm going to go for a love, six but... because I did enjoy seeing Beth's mum and I liked that they didn't do a sort of easy thing around the hypnosis. They made it more realistic and that she'd been to night oh, school. Yeah. It wasn't like you are getting <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm so mystical. Yeah, and I liked Duke and I liked the way he was so pleased to see Lovejoy. I liked a lot of elements of it. It just seemed a bit insipid as an episode. Yeah, especially I suppose sense. for the penultimate one, but maybe that's because we've got to ramp yeah. up to the... The big yeah, one. they've got to like sort of start from a low base. I actually, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than maybe than both of you. Maybe certainly than Polly. <laughs> um, the, 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 I just got annoyed by this the whole thing of like woman has baby and tries to work. I think the thing that bothered me time. was that thing that was so lazy about oh this cabinet's worth fifteen to twenty grand. Oh and now you owe twenty grand. Oh and now you've got twenty yeah. grand. I was like, oh come yeah, on, there were so many. Elements. It's not nineteen ninety two. Ep- like series two <laughs> come on yeah yeah no, no, no. i think i probably would give it a six as well because i think yeah it just there were it was still enjoyable like i actually enjoyed it and i didn't fall asleep in this one <laughs> yeah, there are there are worse ways to spend 52 yeah. minutes or wherever along it yeah. is but it's just a bit well did we learn anything we i learned i didn't learn i i realized all the way through that you can't have it all and at the end this was confirmed <laughs> to be in a cringe-inducingly obvious way. I, I learned if only the moon were made of green cheese, then rockets would be shaped like fondue fox. That is true, I learned that as well. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because make sense. the fondue fork... The fondue fork... Because it, it would make sense if a fondue fork was something you put in... The, well, yes, you do put in the cheese, but it has something on it. You thought about this too much. I did. Because I thought that's not a very good analogy. Not a good metaphor at all. Um, 
I would I would have liked to have learned more about William Davison mm. and the Cato Street conspiracy, and I would like to. Oh, yes, we we learned about that from you. I actually learned something. Yeah, this is true. So I'd like to have learned that from the episode. Um, What I actually learned from the episode was that I'd like to go and have a nice posh afternoon tea for my birthday. Yes. Okay, I take it back then. I did learn. I learned about, I knew about the Cato Street conspiracy, but I didn't know about William Davidson. I learned about him. I went and read about him online. He was really interesting. So I think you folks should do the same. And that did redeem the episode somewhat. I'll put it in the show. And the cabinet itself was nice. Yeah, but I thought it was nicer when it was green. Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought it was nice. A bit shabby chic. Um, That's horrendous. It's not my antique of the week, though. My antique of the week is having to go to the library to do your research. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh God, I'm going to make an awful social point now, then, and say that for my antique of the week, can I just have libraries? Because they're closing our local library oh. here. There have been campaigns oh, or one no. of our local libraries. So not the one most local to me, but the beautiful old one up in Hendon. They're closing because they're giving it to the university. So they'll probably turn it into something nice, but it's not going to be a public yeah. library anymore. And it's one of those big Victorian oh, public really libraries. Yeah. Oh. You know, so that's, that is very sad. Ooh, that but, is you know, sad. money talks. So that's, that's yeah, why. You can that's, have an old um, library. My antique of the week. I think my antique of the week's got to be that pram. <laughs> no, burn it. Only so you can put it on a bonfire. Exactly. I mean, it was just like, and for all the reasons we've said, like this whole thing about what's that brilliant book that I haven't read that's come out recently about how, you know, everything's designed for men. What's it called? Invisible? Maybe. Like, ta- uh, I find it really interesting that town planning, town planning is designed, you know, towns are designed with things like, oh, you've got stairs, so you can quickly get from A to B, but you can't quickly get from A to B if you've got a bloody pushchair, or a wheelchair for that matter. That is true. Um, it just... Invisible, invisible women, Caroline Criado Perez. Oh. Ah. No, invisible women says so a brilliant, well, I haven't read this book, but I've heard, I really want to read it, and it's basically all about that topic, about how everything is designed around men. Um, yeah. e- everything and yeah so women are basically invisible in in many ways in society and culture and things and particularly in like research so research is always based on this typical man yeah. and how he would respond to things um yeah because they and because for a long time they and i think this is still the case now they wouldn't do research on women because they thought that our menstrual cycles would make us make would, a bit uh, weird skew the results <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, they thought things like, oh, well, they don't feel pain the same, do they? They're they're tough, aren't they, women? I know I'm not. I'm a massive baby. I oh, feel a lot the more of pain even the worse. Time. They didn't think we were tough. Even worse, they thought, oh, childcare must be easy because women are all yeah. right with it. Oh, it's kind of bit. If women can do it, if women can do it, we'd be able yeah. to do it. Well, there you go. We will. We'll yeah, put all these links in the show notes. I absolutely promise. Sorry, in a very roundabout way, this has reminded me. Um, one of the things we could do, not regularly, when we're chill and we've got time, uh, Lovejoy Book Club with the novels. Couldn't we? Then we could do an episode about the book. I would love to true. do Lovejoy yeah, Book Club. 
I would. That would be I good. like to read books. <laughs> so maybe we'll do Lovejoy Book Club. Um, so yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this penultimate episode of the entire podcast. <gasps> Apart from we'll oh, think of other things to do. We just won't do them as regularly. Um, come and follow us online if you want to stay like up to date it. with what we're doing. That's at Lovejoy Apod on Twitter and kind of on Instagram, even though I'm rubbish at Instagram. Sorry. Um, and you can... I'm good on the Twitter, Polly's though, so it's all right. So it balances out. Uh, don't forget to sponsor us for the Royal Parks Half Marathon to support Trinity Hospice. Um, you can find out all about why we do that by going to lovejoyactually.com forward slash Trinity. You could sponsor oh, Helen yes. for our birthday. That's what you could that do. That would be the best yes. birthday present you could give me, actually. Genuinely. The link is in the show notes us. and on our social media at Lovejoy Apod for our incredible it's... run around the parks. Yeah, so you could do that for, because you love Helen and she is very old and she's got an important birthday mm-hmm. coming up. Um, it's a 75th <laughs> <No, laughs> yeah. it's not really um, yeah. um, and we will see you next time for the last time yeah. alright bye the last time bye 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 let's tell Start when you want, it's not going to work.